If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's essentially the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need on one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your pod right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your pod on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's process this, guys. I am so excited to interview John DiMaggio, who plays Jake the dog on Adventure Time. And, you know, thank you for tuning into the podcast. To be honest, I've kind of gotten into a world with this podcast, okay, in terms of just learning how to use all this technology and the sort of ins and outs of the the podcast world and just learning things. It's been pretty time consuming, actually, guys, you know, I mean, it's what, for example, what completely consumed my weekend was this flyer that I had to make for this show. It was just kind of like, I couldn't get the flyer right for the IG live. And, you know, basically I kept trying to make the right flyer and it kept not being right. And basically it ate my Sunday. And ultimately um, I just had to step away and I had to call a friend and just be like, Hey, um, I'm having a bit of a meltdown here over an effing flyer to which she responded. Hey, you're not a professional flyer maker, nor did you go to, you know, college for flyer making. Like that's like a graphic design scenario. So that's a fun filter. Let's try that. Okay. Um, basically it just reminded me how, when I get bogged down with these kinds of details, it's just, it's not fun anymore. And, I'm really just doing a podcast to have fun and to connect with like awesome people and people that I like. And it kind of becomes quickly unfun. Like the minute I start getting a superstition, like perfectionism that if the flyer isn't right, the show is going to suck or whatever. It's become like instantly unfun when I do that. That's like a special kind of OCD or like magical thinking, right? Is like the flyer's not perfect, then the the podcast is going to suck. So basically, you know, I just have to, I'm, I'm getting to learn to, you know, uh, to, to deal with my perfectionism during this podcast. So that's, what's really exciting. Um, okay. So What helps me to realign is just to, wait, where'd that fun filter go? Where'd that fun filter go that we just had? No, that's not fun. That filter's not fun. They had like a new filter. It was kind of sassy. There we go. Okay. I look, I feel like I'm at a mobster funeral in this filter on Instagram live. Okay. Um, Basically... That's a special kind of OCD or magical thinking that if my flyer is correct, the, the, the podcast will be good. Okay. And then now it's become unfun. So basically what helps me to realign is just to allow myself to do a B plus job. Like it doesn't have to be good at all. Like it just only has to be done. 
and just allow the flyer to be kind of shitty, kind of punk rock, kind of whatever, you know, just allow it to announce a show and be readable. Who cares? Like, I'm not a professional, you know, graphic wizard. Okay. So basically that all or nothing thinking like that is what I am completely trying to avoid here because they say paralysis leads to, or perfectionism leads to paralysis. And that's like completely true for me. So I'm trying not to spiral over things, minutia, right? One thing it reminded me of is just like how great things are when they're imperfect. Like it, you know, things are special when they're, when they're imperfect, you know, they, 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 it allows for happy accidents. It reminds me of this time I, I did a little show at the friend bar in Silver Lake. And yeah, do you guys know that place? Like basically they gave me a night. They said, do whatever you want. So I said, I want to do like a storytelling show. So I had my friends come down, Gray Griffin, Duncan Trussell, and they were all going to tell a story. Well, the night of the show, you know, it was like a new thing. And there was like hardly any audience there. And I start to go into a shape and spiral like, oh my gosh, I've completely failed at the show. Like I should quit comedy, like all the, all the stuff, all the things, all the greatest hits. And then, you know, a beautiful thing happened um, because there was a really ugly thing happening, which was, the, you know, to make matters worse than like hardly anyone showing up at this show. There were two hipsters sitting in a booth who were just like talking through the entire thing, like had no regard for that anyone was on stage. They just sat there like talking loudly at top level through all these comedians performing. And I said to Duncan Trussell, like, look, I don't know what to do about these people. And Duncan did one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. He got on stage and instead of telling a personal story, which was the theme of the night, he just started um, acting like he was the the couple on the date. And he started um, he 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 started saying like basically. My story is that one night I was on a date, had a storytelling show, but I didn't know it was a story show because I was such a narcissist. I couldn't see past my own selfish needs to talk loudly while performers were on stage. And I had no ability to consider the feelings of others who, who went to the trouble to organize a show, to book people, to make calls, to invite people to come out, who made a flyer with people's faces on it, who had planned and like actually put effort into this because all I could think was my faux, all, all I could think about was my faux hawk and my ironic acid wash jeans and my paps blue ribbon. And he just kept going on and on. And it just got kind of increasingly more hilarious and over the top because the hipsters never even knew he was talking about them. And they continued to talk loudly through his entire set, fully making fun of them. So at one point, Duncan Trussell gets the whole audience chanting, hail Satan, directly at the booth of hipsters who still have no idea that, that he's talking about them and everyone's chanting at them. It was one of the coolest pieces of performance art, really, that I had like ever seen in my life. And it never would have happened like if the show had been perfectly what I thought it was going to be. So... Basically, I mean, that's just one of many examples of that, you know, these are the gifts of like just embracing what is instead of what I think it should be, right? Like basically, to quote my friend, the the late great Taylor Negron, by letting go of what you thought was going to happen in your life, you can enjoy 
what is actually happening. Anyway, definitely watch Duncan Trussell's new series on Netflix because it came out this week and it's called Midnight Gospel and it's really special and it's really cool and it's really spiritual. And he created it with our friend Pendleton Ward, Penn Ward, who also created Adventure Time. That's the cartoon that Duncan and I both did voices in. And also John DiMaggio, who's the guest on my show today. John DiMaggio plays um, the, the main character in Adventure Time. And I have to say about Adventure Time, that's basically one of the best projects I have ever done in my life. Like I've been on tour all over the world doing stand-up and, and people, uh, folks, what folks respond to the most when my credits are listed is Adventure Time. People go nuts over this show. I think it was more, it was not just a show. It was more like a movement. You know, it's more like a lifestyle and it's, you know, Penn Ward is, is brilliant and the whole Adventure Time crew has brought so much joy to the world with, with adventure time. Like basically it's just, it's really beautiful thing to be a part of. And I remember when they cast me as Dr. Princess, I remember saying, you know, asking Penn, like, what, what do you want her voice to be like? And he said, Oh, just make her sound medical. So I was like, how do you speak medically? Well, I think you're very matter of fact and that's something medical is happening. Right. And so it come come to find out later, she's not even really a doctor. A doctor was just a surname, but I don't want to ruin that for you. You're going to have to watch the series to find out what happens. But basically, I'm just so excited to be able to chat with the star of Adventure Time today, John DiMaggio, who does play Jake the dog. And he also comes from the stand up world, um, from whence I have risen. So I will be excited to hear from him. And also, my other guest today, so I hope you will enjoy my very imperfect, um, imperfect, flawed interviews today. Oh, I'm all right, you know. It's good to see you. Got to talk to the wife. That's very nice. <laughs> that was delightful to to see both of you in one night. It's great. Yeah, Technology. It's yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let me read this about you really quick. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> John DiMaggio is most known for Futurama, Adventure Time, Disenchantment, and seen this year on Better Call Saul and Apple TV's Mythic Quest. John, I know you from your awesome work on Adventure Time and Futurama, but I just learned that you're on Better Call Saul, one of my... I booked booked an episode of Better Call Saul. Uh, That was a lot of fun. I had a I had a blast doing it. It's nice because a lot of people just think I'm just doing like voice stuff. So when I get to you know be on screen, that's that's kind of that's kind of a lot of fun too. Plus, I I, I worked with Bob Odenkirk's brother on Futurama and on Disenchantment, so that, that's that's pretty cool. That's so cool. So how did that come about? That what what did what did he what does he do on those shows? By the way. Oh, uh, he's the writer. He's a, he's a writer and a, and a producer on both shows, um, which is which is really cool. Um, very very smart. Very very funny. Um, but it's funny to walk onto a set like that, you know. And it's like you know, there's Bob, and you know, and 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 I know and work with his brother, and and it's totally cool. And I you know click with him, and then then the, it gets through the crew that you're like, oh shit, that's Bender, dude. Oh my God! Like what the fuck? Like people start like, 
it's really kind of a weird thing, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And we shot in New Mexico, and I had to keep my mouth shut for like a year. It was crazy. But, has, but it, it was, has it come out yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it aired. It aired, and it was really cool. It was this past season, so, yeah, it was really nice. Is it season five? Yeah. Okay, that's the only one I haven't seen, so I'm <laughs> so excited. I love that show. Yeah, that's cool. that's cool. What was your part? Can you say, or is it a secret? Uh, no, I was, the, I was a foreman. I was a foreman on the site that he kept screwing over. That saw, yeah, he's yeah, foreman Gill. <laughs> um, but he was, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just a, um, you know, a guy just kept getting screwed over by, like, you know, like these, uh, you know, saw would show up, be like, yeah. No, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. Can't stop and stop construction, stop construction, stop it. Like over and over and over again. So it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, a, you know, you know that, you know that. Uh, it's the plumber. I've come to fix the sink moment, like over and over. Like it's the plumber. I've got to fix this thing. So, Did you have you know, to audition for that? Oh yeah. Oh totally. Oh, totally. I totally auditioned for it. And then, then, you know, and I got it, which was really great. So that's incredible. Like, how was that audition where there are like a ton of guys there? You know what? Um, it's funny because I just kind of, I just, I think I, I auditioned for that. I may have auditioned for that on tape and just like did it. And it was, it was fine, you know. I, I know I auditioned for that Apple thing on tape, which was cool, but they were kind of looking for a crossover. A crossover person, anyway, which was nice, and they got that in me in that part because because I've done so many like video games, and I'm playing a video game producer, you know, a rival to the you know to Rob McElhaney's uh, McElhaney's character, and so so that was fun too. Like it was just great. It was a good year. I got I got a bunch of on camera stuff. So normally that doesn't happen, but you know it's uh, pretty cool. Uh oh, you're snowing. I. <laughs> Instagram live, never know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I, I love Better Call Saul. I, and I just watched, I love Apple TV. I just watched Morning Show on that. Oh, my God. Kate and I just finished that. It was so good. So really good. good. We really enjoyed that. Oh, shit. Yeah, Kate, Kate just came in. Oh, yeah. Have you been watching Ozark? No, I haven't started that one yet. Oh my God! You gotta watch Ozark. Okay. We finished it. It's incredible. Okay, let me let me make a note of that. Okay, I want to ask you because you used to be a stand-up, right? So, like, is that how you got into all this stuff? Like, how did you segue from stand-up to voice stuff to acting? Well, you know, it's funny because in the act, I was uh, we I was in a comedy team, and in the act, like uh, we we I did a lot of characters. We we both did characters, and and we did a lot of silly kind of stuff like that and so naturally it just became like you know i just kind of got started doing stuff on you know behind the mic and it clicked like i was doing stuff in new york in the 90s and uh you know doing radio ads and tv ads and stuff like that and and uh and then um the act broke up and i came out here and you know in los angeles and in los angeles there's a lot more animation work so that you know i stopped doing stand-up but i kind of took the energy that i had from stand-up and went into this and just kind of moved just kind of laterally shifted my focus to something else and uh it kind of worked out that way and you know it's just you know and booking futurama was a big deal 
Yeah. So you were. Yeah, that kind of put me on the map. So Futurama was the first thing that you booked? No, there were other gigs. There were other gigs, but the first regular, the the first time I was cast as a regular on a show was Futurama. And, um, yeah, and then after that, it just kind of, you know, the floodgates kind of opened, and it was nice that people were like, yo, that, there's, this, there's this new kid in town. I was once I was once the new kid in town, and now I'm just like, oh, my God, look at that fucking, <laughs> look at the Greg. I'm like, wow, these are some great. Wow. Uh, so, so, yeah. So you were on tour with Chappelle, Kate said, and by the way, oh, yeah. Uh, Savage Broccoli says he wants a John crossover for for Midnight Gospel, which I just watched on Netflix, which was is an awesome show. Oh, nice. Um, I, I'm, I'm uh, oh Midnight Gospel. I totally want to see that. I haven't seen that it's yet. It's so I, I, cool. Know, Penn is just uh, he's just such a bright, amazing individual. I mean, the fact yeah. that he created, you know, that he created Adventure Time and and, yep. and got all the right people. Yeah. Involved, like I mean, yep. you know, I mean, like he, he was the showrunner and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Somebody else is much better qualified to do this. I had no idea. He, he, he literally was like, I have no interest in being the showrunner on this show. I created it. I trust these people with the way we're writing it and and, and going with it, but I'm not the showrunner. Like, and nobody does that. Nobody fucking does no. that. And and so for him to do that. With that show, and he's just a he's just a brilliant, creative, amazing guy. Yeah. And, and this new show on, on Netflix, I'm sure, is probably really dope. It's um, amazing. It. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to checking it out. It's like a um, spiritual journey, and I, Penn is one of the best people I've ever met. He's absolutely brilliant. No, he's he's really something else. He lost a bunch of weight too. Really? How do you do lost that? A bunch of weight, like went on a keto diet, lost a bunch of weight. I saw him recently because we did a thing, like we 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 brought it back for HBO Max, and um and so you know we did like I don't know like there's eight special episodes, and uh, and he, I, I saw him and I was like, holy shit, dude! Like he's he's completely uh, he's completely lost a lot of weight, and I was like, wow, you look fantastic. He's like, thanks. It was very nice to see him and, and to see him in such good spirits. That's amazing. You know, good health. So I, uh, I, I couldn't believe when he gave me uh, the job as Doctor Princess on Adventure Time was one of my happiest days in my life. Working, <laughs> working on that show with you guys was that incredible. Was a, that was a fun show. That was a, that was a that was a very special show. How I, did I hated it? I hated it at first, and I've let everybody know like I hated it at first. Why did you hate it? it? It was because it was confusing. I didn't know what was going on. I, it's it's been well documented. Like I I totally ragged on the show, but then you know when it ended, I was sobbing in my fucking car, you know, and it it it, it totally uh, it totally took me out at the knees. How much I how much I loved that show at the end. Like yeah, just really something. Um, but it was it was just weird. There was no the way it was done. It was taking too long to record. It was just like there was there were, there were just many problems that were just like and like and I you know D Bradley Baker who's like a you know a, a comic. I mean who's a uh, you know voice actor. He's also he's also done comedy, but he was just like John. Listen, man, you're just gonna have to you know go home and cry in your bag of money, dude. Like <laughs> enough. 
Like, and I was like, yeah, you're right. You're, you're totally right. So I went home and I cried my bag of money and that's it. <laughs> so did you like uh, go into that show every day for like the full seven years or what? Oh, I mean, yeah, listen, we, we, would, we would record on Tuesdays, Tuesday afternoons, two six, you know. And, um, and, you know, occasionally later on in the week, we'd have a, you know, some kind of a makeup, makeup day, um, every once in a while, but for a long time. Yeah. I mean, we were, it, it, I think we were, were the longest running show on Cartoon Network. They usually don't have shows that last that long. Um, so we were, we were, we were in an unusual position at Cartoon Network and we had, we had a lot of, we, you know, it was, it was, it was wild. Like. And, and then when it ended, it was just like, oh, man, what the f- what are we going to do on Tuesdays? <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that sort of, you know, like, oh, well, shit, you know, you got to really, you got to really love it when you got it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, what an incredible run. And it's still, you know, running many places. Where, where do you, like, when you went in to audition for that role, like, what was your process there to come up with that character? You know, they, they, they really just kind of wanted me to do oh. my own voice. You know, just just something similar to my own voice, but friendly and, and you know, and, and sort of like, you know, a little... I say it's my voice with a hug around. That's, hmm. that's, what, that's what Jake's dog is. You know, it's kind of like this, but it's, you know, it's like, a, I'm like, like my, like I'm wearing a blanket, you know what I mean? Like that kind of, it's, that's what it is. And, and, you know, and, and that's, that was one of the first times doing voiceover stuff that people were like, no, stick to close to your actual voice. Um, and that's as close to my natural voice as, as, as it, as, you know, as, as it is, uh, that is any role that I've ever done, I think. So, so. That's all I was trying to do. I was like, okay, the, the, you know, he's friends. He's friends with this this kid, and he's like a big brother type, and and he's a dog, and he can you know stretch his arms and legs, and like he likes everything burritos, and it's got this. They've got this weird language that they communicate with each other. This weird slang language, and you know, it's totally math, dude, and this weird stuff like that, and you just run with it. You know, you just you just you really kind of have to go to the roots of make-believe just like whatever floats you know whatever you know just okay hey this is this world thing this is the world we're living in and it just boom and you just kind of roll with it so did you did you improvise a lot in that role or did you pretty much just follow the script i'd like to think that i um i usually stick to the script and then once we have what's on the paper, anything goes after that. Once we have what we what we need to have, then we do it. In, then you know, then that's it. But then, if there's anything else, you can just see if you can throw and it sticks against the wall. Then then that's then you try that too. But usually, it's both. Usually, I like to get both, and and I've been lucky enough to work with some really really amazing uh, writers that I wouldn't want to uh i wouldn't want to usurp and i wouldn't want to like you know disrespect by by immediately reading what they have and immediately start ad-libbing i mean that's just not it's not fair it's not fair and you know somebody else busted their ass to do that you want to get that down first and and then and then then you suggest yeah let's try something yeah yeah 
and, and um, I agree completely. What uh, when when you like was Adventure Time ending? Was that the greatest trauma of your life, or were there bigger ones? <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, it was just funny because I didn't. It just snuck up on me. I mean, you know, listen, gigs come and go. They and Futurama ended like forty six fucking times. Like I don't, you know, like how many times did that show get canceled? Brought back. So like it was just like okay, fine, but it, it, Adventure Time that the, when the regular show ended, like the show ended on Cartoon Network. They, they uh, it was it was something. It was like, oh my god! Like uh, I didn't, I just, I didn't know how much I loved Jake and how much Jake meant to me. That's why it kind of took the wind out of me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I just always knew there's always somebody's always gonna want to hear you know. But my son in last. There's always gonna be somebody <laughs> wanting to hear that stupid fucking catchphrase that I will say for the rest of my life that I don't care. I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. You're lucky to get, you're lucky to get a fucking catchphrase, let alone two. Like, like it's nuts. Like, so what, what, uh, what was your creative process? Like when you get a role like this, like, and you get the script, like do you sit and make notes or what's your process? I mean, I, the, the one thing that I love about voiceover is that, is uh, or in voicing these characters is the quick, the quickness. You have to just go with it. Like there's the character bible. There's what you think of, and you go, okay, what's is it going to sound like? This is what it's going to sound like. Okay, and then you do it, and then you get direction back, and then they go, okay, let's fine tune it, fine tune it, and then you get the voice down, and then you know, and then from there you just kind of go, and you and you just it's and sometimes there isn't enough time to even. To even you know, worry about making you can make as many mistakes as you want, but you just gotta keep going, keep going, keep going. Like let's let's do it again, let's do it again, let's do it again, let's do it again. Because like I I don't know I, I just kind of there's a part of it that's this built-in mechanism in my head, and it's so based on winging it. <laughs> there's only so much I think that you can do. You can, you just gotta let it fly. Yeah. Like you know, it's, it's you know, it's, you know, my 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 you know, my opening joke in the studio is like, I can do it louder. You know, it's just like, holy shit. You know, yeah, we know, we know you can do it louder. <laughs> you fucking just did it really loud, John. Wow. Um, but How? you know, just, just just gotta run with it. Yeah. You know? How? Uh, so basically, you're you're going mostly from instinct, intuition. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, I can't, I don't know. The process is already built in. I can't yeah. break it down for you with a table of contents. Yeah, I like hear you. Already, I'm, already, I'm already just going, okay, that, 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 that okay, let's go. Yeah, go. Is, it, is it inherent in you, do you think, because it did, did comedy, did stand-up comedy early years, like doing characters, did that inform your process at all, or, or was it even yeah. before that? Was it, did you I mean, were born but, into it? I mean, I, I did theater before that, like, I mean, you know, like, you know, growing up in Jersey, like, I was at, I had a really great high school theater program, I went to Rutgers, like, the Mace Grove School of the Arts, that was a big deal, like, I, I didn't get my BFA, but I, you know, I'm one of the only working actors in my class, you know, I mean, so, it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter, and, um, and, and that's okay. And, and I'm just, 
I don't know. I just, I'm just kind of hustling. <laughs> yeah. Kind of running around like whatever. It's, I, I'm, I still can't believe that I'm able to do what I'm doing. It's just, you know, especially in a pandemic. You yeah. Know, still got a microphone going here and you can still record stuff. It's just weird. Do you ever miss stand up or like what? Yeah. what why did you I quit? Like that. when you started voiceover, were you just like, I don't have time for this anymore? No, I started, I did a, I did a set at the improv in like, I don't know, it was like 90, like I got out here in 96, 97, like to do um, Chicago Hope. Um, I had a, I have, I was, they were doing this new storyline with um, uh, residents, with new residents. Like they were bringing in young blood. Like it was like old, like, like old people watch that show and young people watch ER. Like Chicago Hope was like for people who are just like, well, this is going to be interesting, you know. <laughs> um, and I was on that. And I was like, okay. Um, and, 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 you know, and it was a, it was fun. I, I was only supposed to do two episodes. I did 11 of them. It kept me out here. And, like, and so so that, like, I mean, I, I was out here and I was doing stand-up. I did a set at the improv and it got back to my agent that my set was too blue. And I was like, well, then fuck it. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, if I'm going to get people being like, well, he's too blue. It's like, well, fuck you. I don't, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. But, and then, but then it was just like, well, then, but then where does that lead? Like, if I, you know, maybe I am too blue. Holy shit. What's, you know, what, what, what you know, am I all, am I all just farting shit jokes and, you know, dick jokes? Is that it? Like. You know, you know, I just lost the taste. I just lost the flavor for it. I just lost the taste for it. Yeah. Because it, yeah, and it's just. But I like being on stage, on stage in front of a bunch of people in a comedy set, in a comedy club set. I, I tend to do. I tend to be comfortable there and kind of just go back into crowd work. I immediately go back into crowd work, and I can you know, I can fuck around with a crowd in a comedy club and no problem. But I don't have an act. Did stand up uh, and that natural performance uh, element? Did that really help you with with your characters that you do in voice? I think I think it helped me make decisions on the fly. Yeah, you know, and it trust really your gut. Yeah, I mean, li literally, like instinctually, just being like, "Go for it. That's the choice. There it is. Boom. Go for it." And in hearing and seeing reactions from people. You know, in the booth and and in the in, you know in the room and just being like and being able to read that, you know. So, what is your um like? What's your favorite role you've played? Uh, I mean, Bender has been Bender was fucking great, <laughs> but you know, but King Zog is turning out to be a really fun guy to play. Um, he's the crankiest, he's the crankiest old man, um, and Disenchantment is this really incredible world, um, and just to get to work with Matt Groening again is fucking shocking. I mean, you know, that's just really, it's really cool. Um, I, I, uh, I have a history, like I have a, I have a 20 year history with Matt Groening. Wow, what is it? How did it it's, start? I mean, it's, it's Futurama, The Simpsons, and Disenchantment. I've appeared on all three of his fucking shows. It still blows my mind. So, I, I, I you know, just the fact that I'm doing Disenchantment is, is mind-blowing.
but I'm also doing a couple other things. Okay. Um, you know, a couple other things on Netflix too. Um, there's a, a show uh, called oh God. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Okay. But there's a couple of things that I've been doing, like, and that's the great thing about voiceover. It's just like you know, you forget. You like, oh yeah, I did that whole thing. Holy shit, it's coming out in a year. Yeah. Because you do it, and then like they have to animate it, so you don't see it for a while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like. Holy shit, that thing I did is coming out. Oh my god, here we go. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's it's, it's wonderful. I, I really love doing Bender and, and King Zog and, and you know, and there's all sorts I mean, like, you know, Dr. Dragon on Kim Possible was completely ridiculous and, and just full of you know it just totally Broadway, like, you know, just singing and all sorts of shit and, and Aquaman and, and, and it just—it's just fun. It's—I—I I love it. I, I love it. How um, how, what would you say to people trying to get into voiceover work? Do you have any tips for them? Knee pads. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking so stupid. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I disrespected that question with the fucking knee pads. Um, I would, I would say. Uh. Look, you got to be an actor first and yeah. foremost. You can't, it's just not, you're not just talking. Yeah. You know, like, you know, oh, I, I, my friends tell me I do good voice. <laughs> Can you do it all fucking day? Can you do it for eight hours? Like, you know, it's, it is what it is. But I'm sorry, Kate. I'm sorry. I see she's like, stop it. Uh, are stop you, it. Uh, have you had to overcome any personal obstacles along the way? Or like, and if so, how'd you do that? Um, uh, deciding to marry Kate was an obstacle. <laughs> what? Really? I wanted to, I was like, I don't know what I want. And it was like, no, I want to do this. And it turned out to be one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I asked, cause I asked her uh, also about this. Um, how was like, she said you guys were friends for a very long time. Like, would you yeah. have any tips for, for someone looking to find their soulmate since you found yours? I mean, listen, um, <laughs> if you know, if you know somebody, if you've known a woman and, and you've been, you know, and you've been emotionally intimate with that person. Um, uh, you know, there's there's comes a certain time that you're gonna eventually show your penis. So, not <laughs> fucking stupid again. I did it again. I'm so sorry, Linda. I'm really fucking sorry. That was rude and immature and fucking dumb. Now. Uh, it just, you know, I tell you what, it took us a long time. It took us a long time. And, and there was a reason for that. It was just, we just weren't, we just weren't ready. The t when the time comes, it's going to come fucking kicking down your door. Um, and you gotta, you gotta run with it. You know, you gotta run with it. Um, I, I, you know, we, the fact that we knew each other for 15 years before, you know, before we got together romantically is really something. I mean, it's just, I mean, and she, I mean, she said earlier, I heard her say that, you know, she was just like, but deep down, I kind of knew first. Yeah. I mean, I kind of knew at first, like, you know, we were both very attracted to each other, but we just could, we didn't do it. We didn't want to, I don't know. We didn't want to ruin it. You know, you don't, you don't want to ruin it. You want to, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing. And it took a long time, but we did the right thing. So it, it just, uh, but, but it, seriously, it, I, I really think that, that, um, that, you know, you know, and they know, 
Um, and, and anyone out there that thinks that they have a shot, um, you go, go for it. What do you got to lose? Shit, we're living through a fucking pandemic. <laughs> what, have you, what have you got to lose if you want to throw all caution to the wind? And, and, you know, and why not? You know? Yeah. You only, have, you, only have, you only live once. So, you know. Yeah, that's really, that's really true. What, um, what is your pandemic process? Are you doing any creativity in the pandemic or like, what's your day look like? (laughs) I'm practicing my vaping technique. Are you vaping? Oh, how much, how much vape can I fucking pull in this fucking, and get as much THC as possible? Are you a vapor? I I like a little, 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 no, I'm not vaping like smoke, like fake, like, you know, like. No, I'm not doing that. I'm talking about vape products. Oh, vape products. You know, <laughs> I, I, it's uh, it's uh, I don't know. You know, helping helping in the kitchen, helping in the kitchen is is uh, we have to do that. If you're if you're especially if you're shacked up with somebody, you got to help in the fucking kitchen. Yeah, we are so sick of the fucking kitchen though. Kate and I are so tired. We can't wait. For like the ease down because we just want to go. We want people to make food for us. That's basically it. Like we want somebody else to make us food because we're tired of fucking cooking and cleaning. If I clean another fucking place, I swear to God, (laughs) I can pack a dishwasher so full and so efficiently. Now that's my technique. I can my dishwashing. Oh my god! I can get everything in the dishwasher. That's everything. amazing. Okay, how is um how's working with Tom Kenny? Audience question. Oh my god, Tom Kenny's the fucking greatest. Tom Kenny is one of the one of the all time greats. One of the funniest people on the planet, uh, and and really a generous, hilarious performer. Um, great guy to have in the room. Always and quick. Quick, quick, quick. One of those old school comics. And like he's also like has Tom Kenny in the high seas, which is his band. His, his, they do uh fifties and sixties soul and it's fucking incredible. And he and he and he does like three hours of songs and then closes with fucking SpongeBob songs. It's ridiculous. He's the shit. Bow down, bow down to Tom Kenny, bow down. That's awesome. He is awesome. What um what would you say to anyone trying to overcome marital trauma? Um, go see a fucking therapist. Spend the money. Don't be. Don't think you can fucking handle it on your own. Um, that's that's serious. Don't don't be. There's no shame in that game. Go see somebody. Go talk it out. Exhaust exhaust it. Ex- exhaust as much as you can. Um, just trying to be patient with one each other and, and learning, how, learn how to fight. You gotta learn how to fight. You gotta learn how to fight. You gotta. That's it. If you learn how to fight with each other, you can work shit out. You can get past stuff. That's true. Like you mean, learn how to communicate. Well, yeah, learn how to communicate. But I'm from New Jersey, so it's learn how to fight. I love you that. Learn how to fucking say it, me. No, it's just. Uh, All right. No, that's it's that it's really. You know, learning how to communicate, yes. But the easier way to say it is to learn how to fight. You got to learn how to learn because that's what happens when you fight. You try to communicate. You got to learn how to fight. You got to learn how to fucking trade blows. I love that. 
some fun. Thanks, John. Um, I'm running. We're running out in 27 seconds. Oh my God. I want to thank you so much for coming thank on you. here today. I love talking with you guys. <laughs> you guys are the a, best. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having both of us. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy your pandemic. And yeah, right. um, just thanks for all the great work you're doing in the world. You're, you're just doing great work. Keep it up and, and keep Cheers vaping. Hi guys. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I so appreciate you. We could not do this without your support. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast with anyone who you think could benefit or enjoy it on your socials, um, to your email lists, etc. And also if you would like to be a patron of the podcast, you can actually just click on anchor to become a patron for any amount that you want to pledge per month to keep the podcast going. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week on Let's Process This with Melinda Hill. Yeah.